Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of River City 93. I'm your co-host, as always, Yogi. And it's joining me is my good man, Shanair, and my other friend, Matt Myers. And we are super excited because Richmond went on the road, brought home three points. And for the first two games on the road, bring half four points out of six. Isn't too bad, right, guys? I'll take it. I will take it. Yeah, I mean... Isn't too bad when you're playing at Charlotte, who looks like they might actually be something this year, and at Greenville, who's always near the top. I think that goes past not bad into uh, you know quite successful. Yeah, I, I think what I think a lot of the podcasts this week around USL League One and Championship pick Greenville definitely. I don't think anyone picked Richmond. I think I saw mostly everyone go Greenville. So yeah, there were a couple of draw um, picks, huh? There are a couple of draw picks, which fine, I'll allow those, but yeah. It's good to see though. I mean, let's let's well, let me step back. Let's talk about it. Greenville has a what a new stadium? I think is what is Palin the stadium or something well, like that. They're, they're playing at a new stadium. They don't that's the thing, they don't have a stadium because that's they're true. a poverty team who you know <laughs> just like just like Omaha, just like some of these other clown, you know, uh you know, teams out here who can't even have their own stadium and are, you know, going day by day, different stadium, week by week, it seems like. <laughs> Losers. So let me ask you this. Would you rather take football lines on the field or a baseball stadium, dirt? City stadium. Correct answer. Correct answer. That's the only answer I would allow. <laughs> um, more than More than enough about the stadium, man. I mean – Look, I give credit to Greenville where it's due. Like, for what they have been through, and if you haven't been following up with the whole stadium situation, I would say reach out to um, USL League One Review. They've been kind of talking about it over there. But, you know, for what it looked like, I mean, the camera angle was nice. And overall, um, I think Rich Page and Henry went down for the game. And they said it was still a good experience. So that's good to see. I mean, it just sucks that, like, you know, you would kind of wish more teams in lower leagues had their own stadium or control of their own stadium. Because I think what Union Omaha is kind of in that same situation. Um, There's a couple of others I can I can think of at the top of my head, but hope it works out for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. Well, we got a one nothing win. Richmond Kickers one nothing over Greenville. Um, <laughs> and I want to say when the lineup dropped. I just assumed the care was in it. So I was like, oh, nothing changes. It's the same 11. And then it wasn't until Ted texted me. It was like, where's the care? And I was like, what you mean? He's about to be on the field. And that's when I learned that Palmquist was going to be in goal. And there was a miniature heart attack that I had because only thing in my head that I thought about was reverting back to Fort Lauderdale two years ago. That wasn't him. That wasn't him. I know it wasn't him, but the last time we've had a backup goalkeeper and it surprised all of us, that's the result that popped in my head. And I was just like, ah. But yep. shout out to Will. <laughs> no, no, no. Last time, you know, the surprise 
you know, step in was last year in the Open Cup game where Palmquist threw a you know shutout you know at Fusion. That that is true. Man, that man is has true. never let a goal up for the kickers ever. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like we like to say, we are goalkeeper uh, FC. You know, we develop great goalkeepers, and in this game, man, I gotta say, Palmquist had he, he did really well. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on his performance in the game thus far? Well, I, I feel that there wasn't a lot that he had to do because, to be honest with you, um, Greenville only had two shots on target. They had, I think, about 10 shots total, but only two of them were on target. And um, the one closest chance they had, um, I, I don't think Palm Quist or any goalkeeper, to be honest with you, would have been able to react to it. That that shot from close range that rifled off the crossbar. Um, it, I, I do feel that in this game, Palmquist really wasn't called to do too much. Um, I did see a couple of mistakes also uh, from, you know, claiming balls in the air. And he had once or twice where he let it slip between his fingers. One time it just rolled out of bounds for a corner. And another time I think it was uh, Dakota who just cleared it out. Um, but apart from that, I don't think he really had a lot to do. And because of that, I, I, I feel like I would hold judgment until he comes into a game where he is a little busier. Yeah. You, Mark, oh, my fault. You can go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, I mean, there wasn't – uh, you know, a ton of direct action. I mean, I looked the sound you couldn't you know, tell, but it looked like he was you know really working to communicate with you know Dakota and Ani you know, pre- pretty frequently. And you know, the stops he needed to make, you know, he made. You know, we talked about this last week. I mean, you know, the kickers have a good habit of giving opponents one chance. You'll get one good look. You better you know take advantage of it. And you know, instead they decided to hit the post. And then the rest of the time it was, uh, you know, shots off target or again the, the easy saves that we were talking about yeah. here last week, you know, uh, you know, grabbing up. So he did his job. Yeah. I was just going to say, man, how good was it to see Will kind of do the uh, the Akira fall every time the ball comes to him? You know, like, so Akira does his thing, like, he'll grab the ball and he'll just, like, slowly fall over like a, like a 70-year-old man. He just lay on top of the ball. And it was like, I think like two or three times Will did that. And I was like, all right, I know we're good. Because he's doing that fall. And let me know, like, all right, everything's fine. This wasn't a big shot. Um, Shanae, you brought it up. Like, I do remember one instance where, what was it? I think he was, Will was going to go punch for a ball. But he kind of like missed it. And, he, and luckily, uh, Dakota got it out of bounds. But do you just feel like some of those mistakes were just like really like, First true start in the league jitters. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I do feel that it's just those are haven't had a lot of real in-game playing time situations. Yeah. I I don't worry about little things like that because the more playing time he gets, the the sharper he'll be with things like that. The easier it'll be. It'll be a been there, done that situation for him where he'll be able to just 
jump up and scoop that out of the air and do the Akira slow drop to the floor. <laughs> yeah, how you doing? Um, Matt, let me ask you this, man. Outside of Joe Rice, I don't think we've had another backup goalkeeper like Will that we feel comfortable with playing a game. It's been a while. I mean, yeah. like when we, were, we kind of had that you know, combo of, you know, Guys, you should have been backups, uh, and then loans, you know, coming in during like you know, you know, seventeen, eighteen, when you had like uh, you know Spangenberg and you know, Turner was showing up sometimes, and Dykstra was showing up sometimes. So, you know, you had a rotation of guys who would you know be there. But I think you know, in terms of two full rostered players, yeah. Well, I mean, outside of that, Will, like you said, like you guys said, Will did not have a very busy night. Um, but I will say this, Matt, your tweets about the jersey are hilarious to me because Because I'm right. Yeah, you are right. And there was a lot of t- so let me ask you guys this. When you guys were watching the game, did you lose the kickers players on the white lines, like on the thick white lines? And then you were like, oh sorry. a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yep. Cause it was funny because like I was losing the kickers players on the white lines, and then like the Greenville players, they all decided to wear this light green that looks like green. And they get mixed in with the field. And I'm like, I'm thankful I'm not colorblind because I would lose everybody on this field. Yeah, you know who you could see well on the field? Who? I can't I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember when it was, but I felt like there was one wayward pass the kickers made that it was obvious that there was a Greenville defender between the player with the oh, ball and where they're trying pass? to go. Yes, and yes, and I was like, "That's probably got to do with the jerseys." I, I just, it just felt to me that because it was like this is just too obvious for it not to be a situation where you take a quick glance and your eyes don't register that there's a player there because he's wearing green just like the field. Well, they and were trying I, to do it, the St. Louis thing of uh, yeah, up and, and getting a back pass for a goal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But unlike our first game this year, this time we actually do score a goal. And it's from, uh, I want to say the debut time, but the new signing, uh, Kelton Bomber. New kid on the block. Yeah, <laughs> Kelton Bamber. He scores a curler. Whoa, a delicious whoa, whoa, whoa. curler. Hold on, hold on. I'm... Carlton Belmar. What did I say? I was trying I to say. You, I don't know what you said, but it wasn't. That. I know. I was trying to say it way too fast. Carlton Belmar. I should know this because I was trying to make a TFO for him due to Carlton, you know, like the first. <laughs> but I was trying to say it way too fast. Um. Yeah. So Bel- Belmar. God, now, Lord Jesus. That's a new name I'm going to mess up for no apparent reason. And it's just going to become second agent to me. Um, <laughs> Belmar. Scored a delicious curler off of a set piece. Um, I mean, it wasn't just a set piece. Uh, I laughed as soon as it happened because anyone who's you know, been at a you know, kicker's you know, game, especially in the Nashville area, knows that there's people who are irrationally foolish about short corners. And guess what? 100% of our goals this year from short corners. Yeah. <laughs> and look, it kind of went out. It happened without even like second guess. Like as soon as I went into the Facebook group, I saw John's uh, text about it. And I was like, <laughs> yep. I, I, knew I knew John was gonna say something. I knew he was gonna say something. 
<laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, look, this is a good, this is a great goal for him. Um, definitely, it, it it's a good goal for Belmar, but it also like a goal that kind of sets the tone for the kicker because then it's kind of like now Greenville has to open up a little bit more. Like, I I know um, Darren talked about it in his pregame about how he's expecting Greenville to kind of press up a little bit more. Um, you kind of open up space, but now with this goal game being scored in the 12th minute, it kind of seemed like changed up Greenville's game plan a lot, right? I mean, later on in the game, I don't think they you know changed it up too much right away just because mm-hmm. I mean, that happens sometimes and there's still basically 80 minutes to go. Uh, but you, you definitely saw them you know, make some more you know uh, aggressive substitutions even early in the second half than maybe they would have otherwise. Yeah. I know they had their um, new 33-year-old striker on the field as well. Um, I don't know, man. It just this didn't feel like a Greenville team of the past, and maybe, maybe just because this is like, you know, what we're used to seeing from Greenville. Like, I'm used to seeing Greenville just sit back, be fine with not holding on to the ball. This Greenville team was really trying to press up and, like, trying to press high, and Richmond was just trying to play through the press. It, like, I did you guys kind of see the same thing that I see? Um, I, I think what we're seeing is a little bit more, a, a little bit more diversity in the way the kickers attack. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I don't know. I, I, I feel that, that this, it's going to, it's going to win out because when you can on a regular basis diversify the way you attack, that will then allow for situations where one thing doesn't work, you can throw it out and just try something else. One thing that I felt that was our issue last season was, you know, there were a lot of games where we were trying to put a square peg in a, in, in a round hole and, it's not going to work. This system isn't going to work. The way we're doing this isn't going to work, but we kept trying and trying and trying and trying and trying the same exact way. Um, and one, one eye opener, I think was that playoff game that we lost last season. Um, the, the, to be honest with you, once we went down, once, once the other team went down to 10 men and they got themselves that goal, they just parked the bus. And the way the kickers had been attacking all year long led to this is we're just going to keep doing this over and over again. And th- that wasn't working against a team that would park the bus, even if it was 10 men. So I, I like the fact that there's a, there's some difference in the way that we are attacking. Some we're trying this and we're trying that. That gives me the, uh, the that allows me to, 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 to relax a bit and be like, okay, we're trying different things. The, the players are getting used to different things, and that means they're going to be a lot more diverse, a lot more creative in their attack. Anything you want to add, Matt? Or? Yeah, I mean, so you you were asking about you know Greenville's press a little bit too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was scaring me a little bit, especially in the first half, uh, because they're pressing high, and there there were some there were some moments along the way where guys did not do great dealing with it, and you know it was resulting in you know, turnovers, you know. And, uh, you know, our own third a little bit. Obviously, nothing really came of it, but uh, th- there's work to be done 
there, you know, to be sure. Uh, and I mean, I, I understand the concept behind it, but I, I also just see way too often, you know, teams, you know, get burned by it. And it feel to me, at least it feels like, you know, there's a lot more immediate negative that can come out of it than, you know, the positive you know, side. So like when, you know, like Simon or, you know, Ani or somebody kind of gets, you know, pinned in, it's like, okay, I'm okay just pumping it up there and seeing if, you know, Bentley or whoever can, you know, get their head on it and knock it down that way. It might not be the prettiest, but, you know, if that's what, you know, a high price is going to do to us, you know, sometimes you got to you know, rip the, the uh, release valve. Yeah. I will say this, though. Um, there was a little bit more. Shanae, we made a joke at your house the other weekend about that uh, that ping ball all the way to the left that we uh, that Jalen was so famous for doing. I did uh-huh. see a lot more of that this game than I did in the Charlotte game, where the Charlotte game, they were really just they were committed to trying to play out the back. This game, it was kind of just like, look, if you if your first option cut off and your second option cut off, ping that ball up top to the left to either Carlton or uh, Bentley and, and get it out of pressure. So I, I was a little bit happy about seeing that. Um, yeah, but that's that's a, that's what I was saying. Like that's what I'm okay with. I'm 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 not okay with that being the go-to. I am okay with that pinged ball being this option isn't available. This option isn't available. Let's ping it out there, get the ball out of pressure. Yeah. And and that's that's that to me is that's the way it should go. And I, I, I'm really happy that it's now no longer the first route, it's plan C. Yeah. Yeah. It it does feel like also like the, the cult not the culture, I should say that the philosophy of this team is changing. And granted, that's because like you lost once again, you lost Ethan Brown, you lost John the Bologna's who I watched play today on MLS Next Pro. Um did pretty well. Um, but so far, the lack of pure chances in front of goal has been slim. Um, <laughs> it's only been three, three shots on goal. Uh, one of those, <coughs> on goal. so you know, yep. 33%. I don't know if that's too bad or not. Um, well, yeah, it hasn't been a lot of chances <laughs> on goal like we're used to. Like, I think what was it this time last year? We were celebrating four goals against Tucson, and we were like, oh, this is fun. Um, so there were a little bit of discourse after the game about, you know, a little bit of frustration about the lack of pure chance in front of goal, but it feels like right now this team is very reliant on their defense. And I think that's not a fair, like a bad assumption to assume just because of that's where all the continuity seems to be at right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's that, but also, I mean, these are two games on the road and, you know, Road wins in any league, and especially this league, come at a premium. You know, most of the time. I mean, how much did we hear last year? It wasn't true, but oh, you know, kickers can't do it on the road. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's not like we were going out and blitzing people. You know, three o four o away when we would win. They're usually one goal wins, and that's the norm. So, I I think if you know over the next you know couple home games, we're seeing more of the same. Okay, then there might be a real question. You know, there. But I think you know, positive out of all this is the team is showing that they can you know, be able to be defensively sturdy when they set out that way, you know, because that yeah. wasn't always the case last year. Yeah, they seem uh, they seem a lot more. I don't know. I, I don't know how to put it, but the defense doesn't seem like Matt. You were saying it seems a lot more sturdy than it did in years. Not saying the defense was 
like a worrying point last year, but it just, you know, it feels good knowing that the defense can carry the team where the offense kind of catches up. And it's not the other way around where we're getting in, you know, four, three, three, two shootouts left and right. And our defense is leaking in holes. I mean, leaking in goals, not holes. Um, yeah. Players that stood out to you. Who anyone that stood out to you for me personally, um, Neil, definitely. He's going to score one of these goals where he just solemns through the middle of the box and just taps it into the back corner. He's going to score one of these eventually. But Neil, so far, these these past two games have really stood out to me. Yeah, no, that that that, that type of goal, he almost scored that one uh in this game. Um I was Ooh, I was so I was I was on my feet when he started cutting through all of those players and almost put that in the back of the net. But one player that really stood out to me, he was good, he was solid defensively. But he had a similar situation um working his way up the field where uh Hornsby literally just practically took out the entire left side of the field. Like he took out Greenville's entire right side and just cut right through all of them mm-hmm. and almost got a good cross in. The, unfortunately, his cross uh, was uh, grabbed by the goalkeeper, but I, w- I was not expecting that from him. I really was not. Uh, that was a really, really awesome moment in the game. Um, he stood out to me. Uh, apart from those two, I think everyone else just had a, just a very steady game, um, just steady performance, consistent and reliable. Um, the, the, I don't know if, if, you know, it's okay to say, but this wasn't a very exciting game. Both teams had chances. Most of them were off target or blocked. Um, I think both kickers and Greenville both each had two shots on target. Um, the possession was leaning a little more towards Greenville's side, but it, it, there wasn't a lot of excitement. And I think that Greenville were very good defensively, but lacked creativity in the attack. And because of that, it kind of stagnated the game because their defense were shutting us down, but they weren't bringing anything forward that was really putting us under a lot, a lot of pressure. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. (laughs) I mean, it kind of just felt like Richmond was, I know some of the substitutions, um, because the only attacking player we had on the bench was, Oh, Gordon. So outside of that, everything else was either midfield or defense. I mean, Luce, Luce plays up front at this point. Yeah, but I mean, I know what you mean. I know what you're going for, and yeah. Yeah, I think you can argue, uh, you, know, you know, Zhao as a you know attacking player potentially, not not necessarily a defensive player. How about that? Yeah, no, you're right. So with that being said, like we did have two more debut times coming to field. We had. Um, God, I'm gonna mess with it. Meacham and uh, Chandler come onto the field to get their de- uh, not debuts. Well, Meacham's debut. Did Dwyer? He's in debut. Did Dwyer? He got in a few games. Okay. 
Um, so he, he came under the field this year. Um, another player that I think stood out again, and I think he's really showing his worth here, is Michael Hornsby. I, now, I will put this caveat out there. As much as I love Hornsby defensively, attacking wise, sometimes he can get like he, he gets very stuck. That's stuck. He gets very like he can go on those runs where it's like, all right, you get way too high up the field, and then he'll lose the ball, and then kind of like now the counterattack was happening down inside. I think it happened like maybe once or twice. So that's something to keep an eye for. But outside of that. I mean, the guys had an amazing two-game start to Star Wars. Um, and I think another player, too, um, Matt, I know you were kind of on this, you know, this case last week, but Sukau, he had a – I mean, he effectively took Devin Boyce out the game. I think he was marking him most of the game, and he did a great job marking him out. Yeah, I'm blaming the uh, uniforms on me never noticing him because <laughs> I think he's just, like, blending in with the other guys for me because I just – have not been able to pick him up on the field at all. So, okay. So what I've realized from him is that he he's not like Ethan. Like, Ethan last year was great at being, like, a creator and, like, a just – he was good at being a creator and also being, like, a fulcrum. Like, well, and he had that flow that was able to you know, pick out easily. Yeah. With Sukal, he he's very – like, he's very quiet on the field. Like, you don't notice, like, it, it, Craig, you're right. Like, you don't notice him on the field, but I don't think, like, like it's a bad thing. Like, it's almost as if, like, he's doing his job so well that it's making Zaka's job a lot easier. You get what I'm saying? Like, Zaka's not having to put out this fire and that fire and this fire because last year, Ethan and Neil were further up the field. Like, Ethan was further up the field. Neil, you know, of course, you know, he's pretty much playing attacking mid. But this year, it's kind of like Neil has someone beside him that can be like, oh, you put out the fire first, and I'll come behind and hit it with the fire extinguisher. This is a safety precaution. You know? Now, I will say this, though. He don't need to hit the wings. Like, Sukal is a midfielder. He's not a winger. Right. No. <laughs> he, he no. No, no, no. He's not a winger. But as being a uh, as a midfielder, like, I, I feel good with it so far. And, you know, it's early on, but I feel good with him being in that spot. Um, so, anything else from this game? It wasn't like you said, like we said before, early before we started. It wasn't really, like, a very exciting game. Um, yeah, it wasn't. But anything else from this game that we, we need to I mean, touch on? Glad Chandler's evidently okay because, you know, I think his first touch of the game was just, you know, getting, you know, absolutely – you know, crushed, you know, with ball straight, you know, to the, you know, the forehead from about a yard out. That's the yeah, second no, he... time that we've had a player catch a ball square to the face. I think uh, Gordon caught one, what, last week? And now, now it's Chandler. So maybe we need uh, to start. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I I just caught the, <laughs> caught the score of the Mexico-Jamaica game for a second. Um, oh, yeah, Matt, Matt, I'm gonna pass it over to you. See if we can do our uh, top threes of the game. Sure. Uh, what do y'all want to go first, or you want me to lead off? Uh, I'll go first. All right. What you um, got? So I will give my three points starting off to Mr. William Palmquist. Did an amazing job stepping in for a care on 
I'm assuming short notice because when I went there Thursday, there was no rumblings of him stepping in. So you, you think um, Darren's going to tell you anything? I mean, <laughs> okay. So when I saw Akira, I asked Akira. I was like, "Oh, hey, like, congrats on the baby," because I assumed the baby was already born. He was like, "No, like, he's not due till April," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So that's why I was just like, "Ah." So hopefully everything's okay um, with the little one that's coming soon. Um, but my three points go to Will. Uh, I give two points to Sukau. Um, like I said, he's he's doing a great job. Like he's helping out Neil and he's putting out fires for Zaka and keeping Zaka out of a yellow card hell. And my one point I will give to. Uh, I'll give it to uh, Carlton. Um, scored a great goal, got everything started for us there. So, Shanera, I'll pass it on to you, my friend. All right. Um, three points for me, I think, is going to go to um, – I think I'm going to have to give that one to Hornsby. Um, he was solid on that left side. I don't think there was a lot of traffic that made it through on that side with him there. And of course that, that, um, that jinking run with the ball through the entire right side of Greenville's team uh, really stood out. Uh, If that cross had connected with any of the kickers players that were in the box, that was a sure goal. Um, uh, I think I'm going to give my two points. Uh, same as you, Elias Suko. Solid in the midfield. Um, I, I just want to see a little bit more distribution out of him on the attacking side of things. But he, like you said, he is taking some of that um, that dirty work job off of weight off of uh, Zaka's shoulders. And one point, same here, uh, Belmar, beautiful strike. First off, not, not only a beautiful strike, but also to um, just to cut inside of the onrushing defender, place that ball into space in front of him and just rifle it home. A very, very well-taken goal. All right. I don't know how if this happened at all last year, but uh, I got different stuff altogether. <laughs> uh, so I gave my three you know, to Dakota. You know, because let's think about that whole game. You had, you know, uh, you know, what Castro, you know, to deal with. They had, you know, Labovitz to deal with. They had uh, their other new guy, McKinnon, or whatever his name yeah, was, yeah. out there to deal with. What did any of them do? Like, you know, okay, Labovitz had the one, you know, that rang the post. But other than that, what did any of them do all game? Labovitz was probably the most yeah, dangerous. No yeah, you're right. Yeah, they didn't really do anything. All right. I'll so I had that. Gave uh, Belmar my two because not only you know did he have you know the goal and be um, real goals make a big difference, uh, but you know, his possession play, especially that last like you know fifteen minutes or so, uh, you know he was able to you know get that ball hold, help hold the ball up, kill the game off, you know really effectively I thought, uh, so like that and then I gave my one to Ani uh, because you know you know I think you know kind of goes similar to you know Dakota, uh, thought Dakota had a little bit better game that's all. Not too bad there. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to clear my throat. Lord Jesus, I almost got taken out. 
Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I have no issues with that. Um, so yeah, that's that game. <laughs> Moving on to the game that probably matters the most, the game we've been waiting all for is the home opener. It's this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we play against a Charlotte side that okay. I don't know how to read their win over South Georgia. Like, I don't know if it's a case of is Charlotte really, really that good, or is Pablo Yara just that not that good of a goalkeeper? Well, he's not. I mean, that's <laughs> long since clear. I don't know. I don't know if like TJ Bush is hurt or something, but I like I don't know anybody who's watched that team play in the last you know, couple of years is like, yeah, this is our guy. You know, other than you know, he's got some kind of like sentimental. You know, tug on you know the ownership or something because dude sucks. Yeah, I, yeah. The three that that Charlotte let in. The first one was a really was skipped in front of him when he dives. So I, I'll let that die. The second one that's probably the worst one. It was similar to Will's where he goes into the air and Yara just completely whiffs on it and misses it. And then I think the third one, I think they were down to ten men at that point. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit of that. Like you know, I mean, good win for you know Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they were playing against ten for about half the game, and they got a little bit of help. Uh, that they, I don't think they could have realistically expected. Yeah. So I mean, this is a Charlotte team that we just played against last weekend. So I, let me ask this before I go to my other question. How would Darren set his team up for this game, knowing that we're playing them for the second time in three weeks? I mean, well, I can see him not set up like in terms of like who's going to play because we know who's going to play. Like, yeah, but in but terms I, of like, how, how is he going to attack the game? Like, how is he, you know, how is he going to go about tactics wise? To be honest, you by doing just that attacking. Um, that's that was one pattern that we saw last season. Every time we played at home, the kickers played more attacking. They played more aggressively. They played more. They they played more on the attacking edge, and I think that's what he's going to do it, against uh, the last time against Charlotte. They were at home. We were away. He was very pragmatic with his approach to the game. He was very defensive, and he was you know he played it safe, but. I feel like this season he's going to do the same thing he was doing last season. When we're at home, guns blazing. Matt, what you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, Darren seems to always come out more on the front foot at home. So, you know, still the same you know, shape, still the same general style, but just, you know, a little bit more proactive approach to it. So mm-hmm. I think it won't be you know, too different than you know, what we've uh, seen in – past years. I, I don't know if it'll be as high octane as some of the home games last year because we got a nice run of three, four you know, goals at some of those home games. I'm not ready to say, yeah, we're going to you know, hit that, but I think it'll be, you know, a bit more uh, interesting to watch than the last couple games. So I, I got to disagree with you. I think this game will be a lot more defensive. I think, I mean, right now, like, I think Darren's relying, not relying. Uh, I think Darren's a little bit more honed in on this defense carrying this team. Probably so we get like the five, six game stretch. Um, <clears throat> but I think right now, like, 
I think the goal against Charlotte is pretty much that same game plan you had on in the first game, you know, kind of absorb kind of a lot of the pressure. Because, you know, they're going to put out, what, five forwards, you know. They're going to try to put Kelly, Bennett, Mbuyu, Ibarra, Obiton. Yeah, like they're going to start the game out probably with five forwards and try to press as all hell. And I think if, and like, I think if Richard can hold on and get the space to open up, I'm sure there's chances um, that they can create and go after it. So I wouldn't be surprised in this effort if it's like a, a hard-fought one nothing victory or, you know, 2-1 or something like that. But I don't know. I think the makeup of this team has changed to be more defensive right now just because that's where all the continuity is. And I still think that, like, a lot of this attack is still gelling at certain points. Definitely in the final third, for me, from what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I, I do think the, the the front three, I would say, I think Emmy and Matt might be a little more comfortable with each other, but adding uh, Carlton to the mix is is creating a situation where they're they're kind of learning on the go learning each other on the go of sorts. And, um, I mean, that's that's fine. It, it's bound to happen, especially when you have new signings coming in. But I, I still think that if, if Darren wants to do something to build on last year's performance, he's going to have to keep that home high-octane um, pattern going. Because if he doesn't, it's just going to be we win 1-0 here, 0-0 draw here, we lose 2-1 here, you know, at type situation. And I don't think that's going to get us to the to the heights that we reached last season. I mean, it might not right now. I mean, it, it might not. You know, if you stick with this out the whole year, but I think, like, right now, especially, like, if you know, we all know the makeup of USL League 1. Like, if you can nick and you know, nick your way to a couple of wins across the way, like it builds you up. But for right now, like as the offense learns how to work with each other and Darren embeds pieces and try to cultivate new parts of this team, yeah, why not rely on that defense? That's been the hallmark of this team. Like, you know, I think what 2020 this team was very defensive. You know, so yeah, you know, just grow from there. Um in the meantime. We also learned who our U.S. Open Cup opponent is. Um, Cleveland SC uh, had a one nothing win over Lionsbridge FC, so we won't have a a fun game in the U.S. Open Cup game, um, as it was bound to be a party with Lionsbridge coming in. But we do have Cleveland SC coming. I believe the game was, what, April 6th, which is a Thursday? Yep. So I'm sure uh, – yeah, we might be able to record because we don't have a game that weekend. So that'd be fun. Nope. No. So, okay. Well, I guess we'll talk about it then. But just real quick, do you think Darren might just go with a full starting lineup in that game since there's no game on the following weekend? Like, I don't know about full lineup, but I think I'll probably you know, maybe go like a blended lineup and have uh, you know some guns on the bench. Like even last year when they played uh, Nova, when they played – you know, fusion, like Emmy came off the bench and, uh, you know, be able to help out. And, you know, they rotated, you know, uh, you know, a few defenders 
And so it was always kind of a, a mixed new team. Like I remember, you know, I think Neil started both games. I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Same thing. Um, trying to make sure I get everything covered for in the pockets. Oh, last point. I want to ask you guys this. Emmy right now hasn't been firing off. Um, I think he only has one shot on target over 180 minutes. And if you go back to last year, I think the last time he scored a goal was before the Ford Madison game. I think if memory serves me right. Um, any worries about that so far with Emmy? No. Okay. No, I, I think with, with regards to him as a type of striker, he is, you're going to have, he's going to have cold spells. And then all of a sudden, he's going to have four goals in three games. So, <laughs> right. I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think we really need to worry too much. All right. Yeah, I agree. I don't think so either. Um, so, guys, we've actually done this podcast under 45 minutes. Look at us. Sticking on script. Proud of y'all. Without distracting. <laughs> Um, any last things before we wrap up, my good man? Saturday, home opener, you know, I mean, I kind of imagine if you're listening to this, you're going to probably show up anyway. Uh, but, you know, bring friends. You know, I've been seeing you know, all these you know, other teams in the league like, ooh, look at our you know, great attendance, 3,000, blah, blah, blah. I mean, let's just, you know, show them all up. You know, think about how, back to how fun those games were, you know, at the end of last year when it was actually like, kind of packed and crowded in there. Uh, you know, bring everyone. It's been what five five months since we got to see you know the hitters in person in a proper game. What are you waiting for? Right. I can't wait to get back yeah. in the section and hear the first smoke bomb. I can't wait. Oh, uh, you're, you're gonna show up, uh, you know, down there and not you know, sit yourself up in the uh, you know, in the uh, media section in the booth. I might, I you know, don't get me wrong, I'm still gonna be in the media section, but I'm gonna come down. <laughs> Hang out. <laughs> I have luxury now, okay, sir? I will take air condition any day. Well, let me take that back. I will sit in the media pods definitely starting in June. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love y'all. Ooh. But that AC yeah. is <laughs> Especially all that concrete around City Stadium. Yeah. You want to be in that press box. But, uh, but yeah, no. Pack the stadium. Let's, let's, let's pack the stadium. Um, let's make it loud in there. Get those boys going. And I, I, one thing going back to what we were talking about with Darren being more attacking at home, I, I think it's by design, but also I think the players take it that much further when the stadium is packed. I think it rubs off on them. I think it, 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 it gets them going. So home opener against Charlotte. Charlotte have a solid defense. Let's 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 get these boys plowing through that defense. Yeah. So with that being said, y'all, um, you can catch the show on RiverCity93.com, all your podcast apps on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube or through podcasts, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Um, and with that being said, we will holler at you guys next week. Up the roofs, y'all. <laughs>